everyone and welcome to Nerdy Up North, Nerdy Up North podcast, couldn't talk there. <laughs> um, the Nerdy podcast hosted by two northern nerds, I'm Sam. And I'm Paul. Thank you for tuning in again, Maxie, after our first effort last week. Second. Second, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Paul? Not bad, yourself? All right, all right. Not too bad for a Tuesday. Yes. Hello. More, uh, thanks to Marvel, had a really good Monday. Yeah, oh, and thanks a, to you as well. <laughs> it, was a, it was a busy day. A um, lot of lot of announcements, a lot of things that came out. So it was quite. Before we get before we get into the news, got to ask you one important question, Paul. Okay. What have you been watching? Um, I tell you what, I have been watching it. I don't think it's a new show, but it's mm. one that I've just fallen on. It's just been on Disney Star. That's Solar Opposites. Don't know if you. All right. It. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's very Rick and Morty. It might even be made by the same people who made Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Same type of humour, like very childish, sweary jokes. Um, it's about a family of aliens that's crashed on Earth and just not pretend, even pretending like, to try and blend in. But Why do I feel like I know this? I feel like Anth might be watching this. I'm yeah. definitely not watching it, but I think Anth is. Out there, there is two seasons of it. I think it came out in America before, but it's mm-hmm. like it's been out over here. But the, the best part of it is the it's like a side story. It's got like one of the kids when people annoy him, he uses a mm-hmm. shrink rear to shrink them down. But he and he's got over like a an ant farm in his bedroom, and he puts the people in. And there's a side story of the people in the wall, and it's basically going from the top to the bottom, and it's like very dystopia very mad max um but the wall is probably the best part in it and like say i would highly recommend it but it's called solar opposites it's starting to star on disney plus but Mm -hmm. if you know ways and means you can get two seasons out of it online oh okay um anything else uh invincible Um, obviously yeah i've been watching that yes it's very much like a cartoon version of the boys i feel like that's an episode in itself Yes. That we could literally, once that's <laughs> finished, because I have a lot to say on it. I am thoroughly enjoying it, but I just want to, I want to soak it in <laughs> before I start divulging into it, but I'm really, really loving it. It's um, very much got the feeling of the old Spider-Man cartoons, if that makes sense. Like the look yeah. and the feel, but with more adult content, I think. Definitely more adult, and, and, and the cast of Walking Dead. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, anything else? Um, just catching up on Bob's Burgers and stuff like that. Right? <laughs> oh my god, I've been watching. I love Bob's Burgers, and I've been. I've watched all ten seasons mm-hmm. at least twice since, since like last year's lockdown. I love it. It was not as much as I watch The Office because I watch that religiously. The American one. Yeah. <sighs> Can't Obs- get through it. Oh mate, I am obsessed. Yeah. The minute I, the minute I finish it, I'm like. I miss them so much and I go back and start again. Exactly. Um, it's it's the same with me and Anth- with them um, always sunny. Yeah. We've just we've literally last night finished the last episode for the second time. Mm. And when we we put it on when we've got nothing else to watch, we're like, right, go back to always sunny. So we'll go back to the beginning tonight, no, no doubt. But I've been watching and it's not nerdy in a in a way, but I started Line of Judy. Ah, Nick's absolutely obsessed with that. I've not watched it yet because I think I missed the first two seasons. It's so, all on iPlayer. 
Yeah. I've watched the, I watched the first season on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Could not turn it off. Thank God I was like stuck in the house. Yeah. And I finished second season this morning. I'm literally getting up early on a morning because you le- you left on a cliffhanger. <laughs> so I get up the next morning to watch the next one. <laughs> and I'm left on a cliffhanger again. And it was you just yeah, it's fun. absolutely fantastic. So I'm starting season three tonight. I know everyone's doing the Sunday night posts, like it's line of duty. I think that's turning the line of duty night now. It's taking over the one one division Friday night. Oh, and Walking Dead as well, because it used to be a Walking Dead or Game of Thrones thing. You always used to see it on, but yeah, oh no, absolutely loving it. But apart from that, that is literally all I'm watching is Line of Duty. Well, it's not all I'm watching. I watch, like I say, I watch The Office. Oh, was sunny. Parks and Rec. We did watch a film last night, though, sidetracking from TV shows, and Nobody. Oh my God, is that the Bob Bob Odenkirk one? Yep, it's pretty much... I don't know if it's going to be set in the John Wick world, but it is uh-huh. just John Wick. Oh, wow. We, we me, me and Anth watched the John Wicks last year because we watched the first one mm-hmm. when it first came out. And then last year we watched them, mm-hmm. the second and third one. Yeah. <gasps> there's, there's no bullshit in them films. No. They this one's got a bit more of a sense of humour. With so Cannot um, expect anything else. True, but the soundtrack is absolutely top notch. That was the one thing me and Nick were looking at each other going, I had Pat Benatar and stuff kicking in. It was like, this, this oh. is just absolutely brilliant. But there's a, um, a cameo, well, not a cameo, he's got a, a bit of a part in it, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Doc Brown from Back yeah. to the Days. And he is absolutely unbelievable in it. You don't see it coming. And when he does, it, honestly, it's oh, wow. incredible. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tell Anth about it because he, we, we really enjoyed the John Wick films. Love Bob Odenkirk. He was originally, well, he wasn't. He auditioned for Michael Scott in The Office, right. and they actually used him in another episode later on as an alternative Michael Scott. Like he was Michael Scott just in another office, and he was, yeah. he was in it for less than twenty minutes, and he was brilliant. <laughs> He's so funny. Um, I'll have to tell Anth about it. I did see you post. The minute you posted it, then I saw everyone else posting about it. Yeah. It's oh, I have to watch strange. It. It, it's very, like, say, it starts off a little bit like John Wick as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone breaks into his house. But they don't kill a dog. Don't kill, no animals are hurt in the film, I can say mm-hmm. that. Without spoiling anything more, it kind of leads in from there. Mm-hmm. And it takes you on a journey that you know what's going to happen. It's uh, There's no surprises in it. It's basically... Doesn't try to be too clever as well. It's just goes from A to B, but done in an entertaining way. Awesome. Oh, I'm going to tell Anth about it. Um, it'll put off him wanting to watch Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> There's no way I'm watching that. <laughs> no way I'm watching that. I love Nicolas Cage, but I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not all about that life. Has he made a decent film? And I don't know when his last decent film, like one hour. Mandy? Was gone you know, like Mandy? Seconds. Did you not like Mandy? No, I, I'm not, I've not really got into it. And like, you like horror films. That yeah. one was messed up. He's just Nick Cage. I think he's getting to the point now where he realises he's just a complete not a parody, so he like just goes with it. Just does everything. He gets paid. He? Exactly, he gets paid. <laughs> so I think we've got a few news items, so we're going to get into the news. Yep, I'll let you start with yours. Well, mine that is not on your list is the... <laughs> <laughs> is the um, Michael Keaton 
news. Yes. Now, I haven't read too much about it, but I'm guessing it's to do with the fact that Michael Keaton is returning as Batman. Yep, he's coming in. in a Batman yeah. film. No. Okie doke. So this is where I lost off on the, the in, when I read the article. <laughs> I am in the Flash film. They're doing Flashpoint. Oh my god, are they doing, they're doing Flashpoint Paradox? Doing the Flashpoint. So there's going to be two oh Batmans in it. What? Ben Affleck's coming back. He's been Batman. Right. And, they're, and, they're do, and Keaton's going to be another Batman, so they're going to do the multiverse in it as well. Wow, so they're not just doing Flashpoint, they're going to bring the multiverse into it. Is, is Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing... He's not been Wayne. announced or anything. The only thing that's been announced, because I know it was about six months ago that said mm -hmm. there were talks for Mike and Keenan, but then Michael Keenan said due to the pandemic, he didn't feel comfortable going out and filming. So he kind of put cold water in it. But it was announced yesterday that he he is going to be, he's been signed on and he's playing Batman. So The Flash is going to have two Batman. The only thing I, I'm not mm -hmm. too sure about it as well, because... I know they said that Cyborg wasn't going to be in it again due to the controversy with around his character with um, with the actor who played him. Mm. But the, the, they've said that there's no version of the film where there's not a cyborg in it. So there's not. He's a massive part. If you've mm. seen the animated Flashpoint Paradox, which uh, D DC animated films are by none amazing, they blow my and and this is coming from me, the mm -hmm. self-proclaimed Marvel fangirl. <laughs> they blow their animated films out of the water. Me and Anne absolutely love them. Um, and Flashpoint, I think I've seen a hundred times. And there is not, not a, 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 you, you couldn't not have Cyborg yeah. in that film. I've always loved the Flash as a character. And I don't think he's ever had decent, well, other than Zoom and uh, Reverse Flash, there's not really been many decent Flash films that I've got on board with. Because like Batman has the best films. I don't yeah. care who anyone says. I agree. His um, rogue, uh, rogue, um, gallery, yeah, just can't be touched. Um, but the whole Flashpoint story part, story was quite interesting to me, and I used to love it. I actually owned the original comics as well, so it was quite cool to have. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. I know yeah. a lot of people thinking no, but I think Ezra Miller done the Flash justice in the Justice League. That he was one of the like even in both cuts. He was like the standout performer. Oh, definitely. Well, Ezra, I think Ezra Miller has that effect on any part he takes, even like when he was in, um, God, the best thing I ever saw him in was, we need to talk about Kevin. Kevin, yes, that was uh -huh. a, and, that was a um, hard one to watch. <laughs> wasn't it? And yes. then you had him in the um, Fantastic Beasts franchise as well. And he, he does, he just, he takes every part and he, he, he is fantastic in it. Um, but at the time when Justice League came out, me and Anne were heavily into... I, say, I always say me and Anth because it's like me and Anth do watch everything yeah. together. Um, but we were heavily into the Flash, and the Arrow, we've completely dropped off it now. Like we, mm. it just got to the point where we were it's getting too complicated, even for yeah. us, and we understood what kind of was going on. And mm -hmm. um, so we lost off. But at the time, we were heavily into it. And Grant, Grant Gustin, yeah, Gustin, Grant Gustin. He was our Flash. Yes. And so Ezra Miller, we were not interested in until we watched the Zack Snyder. Mm -hmm. And we thought he was fantastic. He well, really did steal this thing. He, he stole every scene he was in without yeah. managing to chew the scenery. Mm -hmm. I, he made it comical, but like, as the Flash is, he's a light-hearted character. He I always said, um, when they were talking about making Flash films or putting the Flash in films, I always wanted Ryan Reynolds 
as as the Flash. I thought that would have been the perfect casting. But instead, he got the Green uh, Lantern. Ryan but, Reynolds before Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that. <laughs> I get that. I, I, I get that. What was that film he was called? The college one he was in. Um, it was a National Lampoons. That's it. Van Wilder. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That was I a big break from because it was in uh, Two Girls. Was it not? Two Girls and a no, two guys, two guys in the pizza, pizza shop or something. Or something like that, yeah. Anne used to watch it. I think we just used to watch it as well. I probably watched it too. <laughs> funny enough, Nathan Fillion was actually in it as well. <laughs> yeah, he was the boyfriend. He was Johnny. Yeah. We thought we ever knew him as was Johnny. Who I always said should have been cast as the Green Lantern, but still. <laughs> he, he's been the voice of the Green Lantern in quite a few of the animated films. If he does not get a decent role within either Marvel or DC, I will be livid and he's, gonna and be he's really good squad. friends well because he's really good friends with James Gunn yeah he's actually in Guardians of the Galaxy as well yeah, oh yes he plays like a big giant thing it, isn't that Rob Zombie no the, Rob you know, Zombie the one where because the one where the group puts these uh, yeah yeah, so the, yeah. that was uh, Nathan Fillion that was Nathan oh I just want to see he's so good I just want to <laughs> see him do more yes so We'll move away from the Batman, and yes. what was next on the agenda? We'll move to another man, Spider-Man. So there was some news broke last week, and um, I know there's been lots of rumours going about uh, about so many different things that's going to be in the new Spider-Man film. I've heard Charlie Cox is going to be playing Daredevil, returning as Peter's lawyer. Uh, you've, like all, like I say, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's meant to be returning as well. But one mm. thing that did come out, and it looks like it has been confirmed by the actor himself, that Alfred, uh, I'll try and say it right, Alfred Molina is going to be look, coming back to reprise the role of Doc Ock, because he'd done an interview uh, with Variety where he was talking about the role and said he was, he was apprehensive coming back, because mm. it was about 17 years ago since he played the role, and he's an old wow. man now, and he doesn't think he can do it like as physically. But what he said is, uh, funny enough, that he that the director, John Watts, has said they're going to be using the technology that they used in the previous Avengers films to de-age, like, say, Samuel Jackson and yep. Captain Marvel and Tony Marvel Stark. Um, Marvel are getting their money's worth on that tech mind, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so it looks like we are going to be getting the multiverse again, um, just in a different mm. form. So, riddle me this, because I've just thought of this in my head. That is that has to be some form of multiverse. If you if these rumors are true about Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire mm -hmm. coming back as within the Spider-Man universe, and obviously with the success of Into the Spider-Verse a yeah. couple of years ago, introducing that into live action would be a good idea because people are kind of they, they, we understand what the multiverse means now. What does that mean for Doctor Strange? Because Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange and the multiverse of, uh, of madness. something madness that's it yeah. so what does that mean it is are all these going to link i think so because there's rumors that spider-man's going to be part of dr strange and dr strange is going to be part of spider-man now again just, so just rumors that's going about mm -hmm. that's jamie fox is supposed to be reprising the role of uh electro that hasn't been confirmed uh also as well yeah. uh -huh. uh, Green Goblin, what I can't remember his name now. Um, um oh my gosh, oh, Henry uh, William Defoe. William Defoe is going to be returning as well, but he's as long as Franco is not coming back, I don't <laughs> care. 
do you, Franco? <laughs> you just want to punch Franco in the face when you see that film. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it, it seems a lot that's going to be going on. I was hoping for the whole storyline with Craven the Hunter, but it doesn't really run. But again, making sense of everything that's been happening, it does kind mm -hmm. of make sense with the whole Morpheus trailer when they had the Spider-Man post in the background. When it yeah. wasn't the Tom Holland Spider-Man poster, it was the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man outfit that was on the wall. And even though, um, again, Michael Keaton appeared at the end of that trailer to say that um, like the Vulture was part of that world as well. But if it's a multiverse, mm -hmm. that then makes sense if they're all crossing yeah. over. It just seems like Marvel are like branching out in, in, in such a way that's going to... I, I think gonna, and this is just me, think gonna help bring the X-Men into it. I'm trying in my head to figure out yeah. how the X-Men fit into this. Now, we all thought it was gonna happen with WandaVision. It yeah. didn't. We thought it was gonna be the whole reverse of House of M. That yeah. obviously didn't happen. And it, this is just my way of thinking that with the two films going to coincide with multiverses, is this how we get the x-men into the mcu because i just personally can't see how you can smack bang the mutants into the world that we already know well they always said that mutants were born that was the whole definition between them so i can't see that that many mutants have been hidden with in the world of superheroes that's coming about for so many years i think it's an impossibility now with how the mob if, if it was five years into the marvel universe yes mm -hmm. but not not at the stage now where we've had the whole massive battle with, uh, like I say, Thanos and and, and yeah. stuff because the, the mutants would have been apart. But the would of it because that's that's one of the things within with um between uh, War Machine um Cody 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 Rhodes Rhodes Rhodey 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 in there <laughs> with Rhodey and and Captain Marvel he was like you know we're all about the superhero life but where where have you been yeah. because she, there needed to be explanation as to why you haven't been here and the, that, you know, she give a good one, but it's the same that you can't, with the X-Men, it's like, how do you explain Charles Xavier in the MCU right now? Yeah. Where unless, have you Unless he's been cloaking them, like say using these powers to hide them away or there's not as many as, as basically the, as like a, a small what? number rather than like a large number. What I should remind myself is that my my daily mantra in Marvel, I trust. <laughs> so yes, I, I trust that that Kevin Feige has a plan to bring us the the X Men in the best way possible. But then you know it as well because they are moving towards the fantastical, like I say, with uh, Blade coming into it now. So vampires, um, like Moonlight, Moonlight, and um, <gasps> say that's oh. gonna get its own show. So, I love Moon Knight. He's so Mark Spector is so special to us. I I just I remember reading the um run. It was only a few years ago, and I was just crying after like, every <laughs> issue because I was like, I can't believe I've just finished that. It was fantastic. I'm happier, I'm happier with the casting than what was rumored when they were saying that Daniel Radcliffe was meant to be playing him. I wasn't too enthused. <laughs> I'm not overly excited about Oscar Isaac. I'm not. Have you seen I'm his gonna... pain regime that uh, he put online? It no, I don't. Brutal. I just, I don't know how to feel about it yet because he's not how I pictured him. Mm. He seems a bit too small. 
True. I always expected Mark to be a little bit more taller, but <laughs> hey ho, I'll you know I'll probably be eating my words when it comes. To be fair, out. Tom Hardy can play a bane, and Tom Hardy's only five five what? <laughs> this is not the, this is not the time to bring Tom Hardy into a conversation when it comes to me. I get I get heated. I get hate. I got a lot of hate a few years ago for something I put on on the internet and said on a YouTube video about Tom Hardy. So it, it's not a good idea to bring Tom Hardy around me. We'll leave, um, we'll, we'll leave Tom Hardy for another day, unless you bring Mad Max into the question and then that's it. We'll, I'll go off on one. No. Um, anyways, next on the agenda? Um, the other thing I picked up on that this week was the Mega City One updates. That, right. Um, they're looking to bring Dread into the TV land and Carl Urban's in talks to reprise the role. Now, I'm, it hasn't been picked up by a network yet, but mm -hmm. I would love to see that on, say, that's something like HBO or Netflix, like yeah, where they've got a decent budget and, and maybe not focus too much on Dread, just maybe on the actual mega city. That let's let's get brutal with Dread. Yeah. I really enjoyed the um, Carl Urban's version of Dread. And to be honest, for all I've heard, he's a bit of a dick at conventions. Um, I really love Carl Urban, especially the boys. I know Can't Katie wait to see really like him at the moment. So. <laughs> who? Uh, his ex, Katie Sackoff, who played. Uh, are they not? Overpad. Oh, are they, are they not friends? No, they, they used to go out, but um, I think she's done a few pod podcasts where she slagged him off quite a bit. Oh, apparently he's an absolute dick when he goes to conventions. He he's not the overly friendliest of person to go and do a meet and greet with. <laughs> uh, do you know what though? I like I've never done conventions like that where you go and like go up the tables and do like meet and greets. And I did one a couple of years ago, went to um for the love of horror down in uh, Manchester. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic convention. If anyone has a chance to go to them for the love of horror, for the love of sci-fi, they they really it's so well organized. Um, brilliant venue, massively spaced out, and the guy from, um, if Carolyn's listening to this, she'll be laughing at back off, it's the guy from the Lost Boys, um, I, Tim Capello, the, the saxophone guy. Oh God. <laughs> the nicest person I have ever met. We and, me and Carolyn, we went, um, me, Carolyn, and her brother went down, and it was the Lost Boys, all of them, including Kiefer, Carolyn got to meet Kiefer Sutherland and give him some of our original artwork. Wow. Um, but it was, yeah, we went, we, our brother was um, getting all the signatures, but we were standing with him. So I got a chance to meet Alex Wintner and all of, all of the Lost Boys, apart from Corey Ham, obviously, and Corey Feldman. <laughs> um, but no, he was just, he was such a gentleman. He probably was, he gave me and Carolyn time, even though we weren't paying for anything. Right. He was just such a lovely, lovely guy. Oh, to be fair, he's probably dying out on that one song for Helen. Well, <laughs> I saw him before at live as well, and that was great. But I didn't know he was actually a saxophone player for Tina Turner for quite right. a few years. Oh. So he has had his own music career, but yeah, yeah. you're probably right. He has dined out on <laughs> The Lost Boys for like the last few years. But who cares? If you ever get a chance to go and see him at a convention, do it. He's fantastic. I remember um, the last time I was... went to a big convention, like, uh, was down in Manchester. I've forgotten what it was, but the, this shows you how long it was. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were promoting Hot Fuzz. Oh wow, that was a um, long time ago. Um, so they'd done a, like a panel, and I sat in on it, and they were absolutely hilarious. They didn't actually talk about the film once, 
I've mm -hmm. even spent half an hour talking about who would win in a fight, ninjas and pirates. <laughs> pirates. Well, your brain went somewhere else there. Yeah, well, that we, was uh... I've <laughs> good adventures in air conventions, but I've not been to a proper one. Like the one in Newcastle always seemed to be a bit of a letdown, to be honest. Never never been to the big one in Newcastle. I do a lot of local ones because um, I tag along with Carolyn when she's selling her artwork. Um, and the, do you know what? For all, it's just a small convention. Um, only I would say people who are local would know about it. Obviously, I don't. I can't imagine a lot of people would come out of the way for it. But if you ever get a chance to go to Gateshead Comic Con, do it because that is one fantastic day out. Me and Carolyn have worked it a couple of times and just had an absolute blast. It is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. But we also did Star Wars Europe, Star Wars Celebration Europe. For, in 2016 that was an experience we went down to London and went on the Saturday oh god the Rogue One was on the Friday so that was, we missed that and we didn't go we didn't go on the Friday we went for the Saturday but the Rogue One panel was on the Friday mm -hmm. on the Saturday it was Mark Hamill signing right um, and that would have been expensive I bet you oh my god yeah we didn't do that <laughs> we didn't do that but but so when we went there, there was there was his booth here, and he'd taken all of his photographs like on one side, and on the other side was the official merchandise bit, and you had to get passes to go into it, so you had to get like a time to go back, yeah. otherwise the queue was massive. So we did, um, and as we were coming out, we turned our backs to walk backwards, and we could see Mark Hamill just just to the <laughs> side. Um, <laughs> So we class that as us meeting Mark Hamill. <laughs> we did it twice. It's <laughs> came from out the corner of your eye, bless you. Yeah, and you know what? The, the kick in the teeth was we we were so tired. It was such a long day, on your feet all day. Mm -hmm. um, and we we were like, right, we're going. We're going back to the hotel. Time to go and chill out. And not long after we left, Mark Hamill did an impromptu Q&A in the middle of the floor. <laughs> Gutted. Well, Gutted well, is the word. Um, we had a fan, it was one of the lads on the page is, uh, like he's called Michael, um, he's, he's been to the San Diego, <gasps> went uh, went a few years ago, but he always teases as well, but he's a massive Dread fan as well, he's the one who posted all the artwork for Dread on the page and stuff, but oh, wow. he's got like Jock, uh, original artwork from Jock and stuff like that, but um, yeah, he, he, he always uh, winds us up because he's actually been to the uh, San Diego one, I'll get there one day. That is the dream. Yeah, I, see, this, this was mine and Anne's dream for a long time was to do San Diego Comic Con. We kind of, we, we kind of went and we'll, we'll downgrade that dream to we don't mind doing WonderCon or DragonCon or. We've got to build like two years in advance now. Even that's just to get a hotel. I think. Yeah, yeah, it seems it, it. And you know what? The the popular. If it was like nearly 10, 20 years ago. Probably, I, I think we would we we should have probably done it then, but now it's like it's too big. But most of the big things don't even go there anymore because, like, say, Marvel uh, Marvel has their own Disney convention now, so D twenty three, yeah, yeah, they don't bring out anything there now. Warner Brothers launched the online one last year, so I don't know if they'll be hitting the Comic Con circuit as much. So it'll I be think it's gonna I think it's gonna take a hit. San Diego Comic Con this year is actually in November. Mm. And not August, no July, like well, it July used to be July. Only. Yeah, it's not in July this year. It's in um, it's the Thanksgiving weekend of Thanksgiving. That's when it is, and I think you'll find over the next few years it'll be very downgraded from yeah. what it has been. 
But let's move on to the, big, is this the last one? Yeah, the big the big reveal yesterday that Marvel uh, gave us. Um, I was Thank like, you, it was Marvel. a bit of a surprise. It came out of left field. No one was expecting it. The Shang no. Shang Chi trailer. Shang Chi uh, and the go on and uh, the. I just kept saying, and, and it's the ten rings. Is what the I know rings. it is. <laughs> I know I was, I was explaining to Nick because, um, like I said, even though Nick's a big fan of like the genre and stuff, like actually, well, I'll be honest, I don't really know too much about Shang Chi and, no. and like the backstory. I, I was never a fan of the comics. No, me neither. Me, and I think it looked mm -hmm. like from looking at the trailer, it looked like a cross between Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and yeah. Rukawa. That was, yeah, that's what I got from it. It did. <laughs> that, that one particular scene, I was like, well, it's, it's just Crouching Tiger. And I was like, well, yeah, but it's in a Marvel way. So yeah. it's good. <laughs> you, you can't say anything bad about Marvel to me. Well, you can, but well, I'll argue with that. Uh -huh. And I'm quite excited for the true Mandalorian. You want to say Mandalorian, Mandalorian, don't you? <laughs> Mandalorian. Mandalorian, Mandalorian, yes. Man, yes. Man, yes, because um, we had a fake one. Yeah, well, two fake ones, actually. But didn't he look fantastic as him, though? Yeah, Ben Kingsley and Guy Ritchie, uh, like I said, because he came out as the, the pretend one oh, afterwards. He tried oh. to say he was uh, the, guy, the guy behind it. but I've, uh, just, I've just said you can't see anything bad about Marvel 2, and then I realised Iron Man 3 exists. Iron Man 3 exists. It. <laughs> <laughs> it, it exists. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yes, and the whole people blown up. But no, yes, because uh, I've heard rumours about this as well that there's going to mm. be a dragon in this. The big Fing uh, Fang Fu. Fing wow. Fang Fu. Yeah, he's going to be making appearance. I I hope that this sparks an interest in us because and and it'll be the same as what happened when Guardians of the Galaxy. This is just personally for yes. me, but when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and when it comes to new things i'm not someone who has to, i can just go on wikipedia and, and go all right okay well that's that i'll then go into the back end of it just like i did with guardians of the galaxy when i wanted to know about them i found out all the runs all the issues that i could get a hold of that wasn't yeah. old and just powered through them and i'll probably do the same with this as well but that's the thing with the same with guardians of the galaxy when it was announced you looked at the, the artwork they brought out and you thought this looks weird. This doesn't look like this doesn't fit in with like Iron Man. Listen, when but they hit it out of the park with that first trailer because as soon as you saw the trailer, you went, "I have to watch this film." Hooked on a feeling, yes. and it was the it was the I can still hear it in my head today, and it's the it's the and it keeps on going while you're seeing each fight scene go. Oh, and it was just the lineup as I well. Like say when they're all standing like in the lineup, and he's going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just caught you like right this is going to be right up my street like the humor wise but yeah um definitely i'm not big on the martial arts like i said the, uh, the last martial arts type thing i enjoyed was probably daredevil the original one the whole with the backstory of the hand and stuff oh quite, yes quite um <laughs> what was i saying and the other day about the hand i was like god marvel do like hands don't they and you got the hand, yes. And then you've got the hand print in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he was like, "Can you name any more hands?" And I'm like, "No, but this is isn't two enough." No, but uh, yeah. Like the hat. Again, I'd say there was a wasn't expecting the trailer. No, not at yes, all. The, I saw the I got notification of the poster first. Mm -hmm. That the, and then it was like, oh no, not just a poster, but you get a trailer too. And the trailer looked, it has that Iron Man and Ant Man and 
Doctor Strange familiarity about it of an origin story because I think Marvel have got the origin mapped format yeah. mapped out perfectly and it did have that feel to it but that's not to say that I am not all over this shit because I yeah. love them three films. I think that's what's quite surprising because the release date's not that far away. I think it's no, it wasn't. It, yeah. yeah, well, just give us Black Widow first, man. I just want to <laughs> see it now. I'm, waiting over it. For it. <laughs> I'm absolutely sick. I need to see this. Yeah, but um, we'll talk a little bit about Black Widow on uh, next podcast when we're, we'll do the full rundown of Falcon and the Sword because there's elements that I want to discuss, but we'll, we'll come yeah, back yeah, and leave so that. We'll, we'll leave that. So, <laughs> we'll leave all, yeah, because we're going to next week is going to be completely and utterly focused on Falcon and Winter Soldier because the final episode. Will be airing on Friday, and we're just going to do a full dedicated podcast to it. So no talking. <laughs> Shush. Yes. So, so, so that's the news. So that's the news. Are you ready for this bit? I'm ready for this bit. Yes. This is the top five, and this week it's your is choice. what was your choice? So my choice. My yeah. cho- toys. Now I said not just toys, though. I said not just toys. I said no franchises. Mm-hmm. has to be individual things yes yeah mm-hmm. so no because it'd be easy i'd be like well i like star wars and i like he-man and i played with transformers and so that would just be a crap one and so i thought it would be a little bit harder and after for all that i picked it i probably found it harder than you did because i only finished my list this morning well i got me top four instantly right the fifth one was a little bit of a struggle because I kept on mm-hmm. bouncing from different things. Because the top four, with, with anything for me, like I say, when it's something I love, uh-huh. there's a memory attached or there's a story behind it. So I've got a few stories mm-hmm. for you as well. So okay. I, I should keep you interested. But, so um, but with it being uh-huh. your, your pick, I'll let you go first for the first one. Okay. So <laughs> this is the to- top five toys of our childhood. Mm-hmm. So 80s, 90s, I'm expecting. Right. Yep. Yeah. So we'll start with. So I. This. This is what I found hard about it. I was very much a figure kind of person. I didn't own like my sister did, but I didn't own Barbies. I didn't. I mean, I had a. Did I have any? No, I didn't really have Barbies. I had a Mark Owen doll from Take That, if that counts. <laughs> That's a true story. Um, but. Oh, man, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I was very much a figure kind of person, mm. and I couldn't just do five figures so I've had to really go into the backs of my brain to if my family member was to listen to this they would agree with me which I'm referring to my sister so I'm going to start with the one that got away Ella Rue from the Wuzzles 1985 release I even put the dates down mm. I've got the dates as well so I got the date <laughs> and it was by Disney and Hasbro 1985 Ella Rue the Wuzzles can you remember them not at all. <laughs> so the wuzzles were half and half. Right. So you had Ella Rue, so elephant and kangaroo. So oh. it was an elephant on top and a kangaroo oh, on the bottom. Yes. With, like multiple colours and stuff like that. Yes. yes. And then you had Bumble Lion. Yeah. Oh god, that's just giving us back nightmares now. Yeah. <laughs> nightmares. <gasps> so terrifying. I had, oh my god, they were not. <laughs> they were not. Um so Ella Rue was he was the one that got away. We used to, you remember back in the 80s, cold fire. Mum used to put the clothes on the horse line in front of the fire to dry them off. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because it would absolutely stink. But 
Ellery went in the wash, went on the clothes horse, went in the fire. Never to be seen again. <laughs> he got, he got, no, I had him for a few years. He got scorched, though. He had like scorch marks on him, but I still kept Things did he do to your toys? Were you, are you, you're <laughs> that kid from Toy Story, isn't it? You're the, the guy, the lad next door. <laughs> Hey, don't say that because there was a time when I did get grounded for cutting all my sister's Barbie's hair off and gel penning them. So, <laughs> enough, I was talking to my friend Sean about this. Um, I'll probably be talking about Sean a lot during these podcasts because uh, he's like my little nerdy brother in a way. <laughs> well, that, that's the same with me and Carolyn. So, if Carolyn comes up, uh, that's why it's the same. Um, but I was texting him, like saying that what because I was telling him about the podcast, what we're doing. Um, for some reason he liked the text us last week and tell us that he was watching as well as while he was in the bath a little creepy but we'll, we'll leave it there but uh okay. and but okay. he be absolutely horrible with his toys he used to cut up his stretch armstrongs he used to torment his sister he told his sister as well one christmas that santa wasn't real and when she didn't <gasps> believe him um he to- took her and showed her where the toys were <laughs> a little shit <laughs> He was the evil. Oh, he is Sid. I'm not taking that title. He can have, Sean, you can have that title. I'm not taking Sid. That is horrible. Want to go my first one? This is so magical. (laughs) Um, Yeah, go on. What's your first one? I'll see if I can do this. I've been practicing. See if I can share my screen. I've got pictures. Oh, Paul's all professional. You just have to guess with mine. (laughs) So does that come up? So it was the 1986 Kenner Real Ghostbusters Pro on pack. Um, it basically, I was, I think I was about seven or eight when I first got it. Um, you, the trigger used to pull and it used to make a noise. The, the foam bit used to come out as well. Um, it used to even have a slot on it as well where you could put the little Geiger counter if you got that yeah. separately. And also, you could put your trap if you bought the trap separately as well. That fitted onto it. Oh, go on. Um, so yeah, you can get these now still, by the way. Yes, um, I was, but they're um, very expensive. The reason why I love it so much is I remember when I was younger because I used to live down Roger. Yeah. Roger Park used to have a Halloween party each year. Uh, oh. Um, so yeah, I'll come back. Uh, yep. So Roger Park used to have a Halloween party every year, mm-hmm. and. Basically, I went one year dressed as the Ghostbuster and used my proton pack. And I spent the whole night chasing everyone that was dressed as a ghost or a horror thing till one older bloke must have got sick as he turned around. He was dressed as a vampire and he, and he, and he hissed at us. And I've never shit myself so much. So I ran back to my mum crying. But I loved it. Um, like I said, I don't oh, know whatever happened to it. But um, yeah, that, that's my number one. <laughs> oh, that, do you know what? It's not in mine because I... My memory is so bad, so bad. And Carolyn will 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 agree with this. She calls me Dory. It's absolutely <laughs> horrendous. I remember it, and I can still see. I have a thing about my memories are about feeling like I can remember what that foam felt like <laughs> on and how the plastic feels as well. But I can't remember if I actually owned it. There was two things that I can't. I definitely didn't own Ecto One. Right. Yeah. Which I was devastated by because my mum's best friend's son he had it I didn't have it <laughs> um but and also the the proton pack I can't remember for the life of us if I had it or he had it so I didn't put it on my list yes but no uh, I'd say that was that was my fondest memory of like say the, I remember me oh, dad coming in for us 
but yes, because uh, I, I had the trap, my trap didn't open though, so I know they brought a, a trap a few years later, I think on mine you press it and it just lit up, but there was one that opened up a few years and so you can put things inside of it, I didn't I didn't own that one. I've just remembered, again, we're on iTunes and Spotify, we can't just say it, we can't just react to the picture, we have to say <laughs> what it is. Well, it yeah. was a proton pack. <laughs> No, no, it was. It was a like I said, the Kenner. It was a Kenner release proton pack. Um, like I said, was, when you touched it, it, was the most flimsy thing you've ever touched. It was like, just yeah. like a hollow plastic. You could pop. you could feel the hollow. Exactly. This is what I mean by feel like the, my memory over feeling things. Like I, it's not on my list, but I had a Shira figure. Well, well, the bloody owl with the big ears. I can't remember mm -hmm. what the name of it was, but I had that, and I can still remember how the felt feels on his <laughs> ear. But I it's remember, weird how my memory works. I remember I was pissed off because my brother, um, when I got when he like say when he stopped playing with my toys, the foam on the proton pack, he bit it and took a chunk out of it. So it had teeth marks in for years. <laughs> I was really annoyed. <laughs> I don't think my sister was quite interested in my toys. I can't really remember. We used to. I was a very weird person. I used to like setting things up. So for all, I never had a lot of girly toys. I did have, and it's the equivalent, it's not on my list, but she was the equivalent of O'Penny. No, mm -hmm. she was O'Penny. She was the equivalent of Polly Poppet, but she was bigger. Can you can you not remember? O'Penny, she was blonde-haired, pigtailed girl, family, it used to come in like houses and diners and things, and I used to set it all up, this massive O'Penny structure, and then put it all away. Because <laughs> it used to take us ages to do it. So we're moving on. Yep, number two. Number two, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna do you know what? You use visual two seconds. <laughs> I actually have mine. All right, so uh, <laughs> kind of a bit of a theme, and I'm gonna get this one out of the way with them because Ellaroo, I don't own, but the 1984 Tonga release of Tom Puppy. Oh, pound puppies, Jesus. I used to have a tiny one. This is I never George. used to have the big one like that, but I used to have the tiny ones. This is George. I have had him. He's got no nose. He has no nose. Um, yeah. I've had him forever. He used he to have dead eyes, though. I remember that. The, the eyes used to always be dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pound puppy. Uh, yeah, he... My auntie has one, it, my auntie's is in much better condition than what mine is. I still think that she has the box. I still think he sits in the box. Mm -hmm. um, but mine, obviously, has seen, seen <laughs> some, some better days. Um, but he's, he comes everywhere with us. I've had him like forever. And he, I think he accidentally fell off the back of a truck. Oh, right. I think. <laughs> and I got him for Christmas, but he's, yeah. This is George. So everything, everything. When I was a kid, if I owned and then didn't already have a name, it was called George. George. But My the used George. to come in different sizes, though, didn't they? You used to yeah. get like different ty types. Because I remember how I, I got. Sorry, George. Um, I used to have. I've gotten the colours of it. I think it was black and white. So black. black and, yeah, and white. you used to get black and white, and there was a cream and brown one, and then obviously George, who is brown. Um, but yeah, Pound Puppy, I couldn't not include him given that he was like sitting behind <laughs> us and he literally comes everywhere with us. 
when we um in our last house that we were in he was always on the back of the couch mm-hmm. he's just not on the back of the couch now because the couch is a cushions and not doesn't have a back on it so he's in it my room with down. me yeah he's in my room with me but i've oh. had him i've got a kind of so when did that come out 1984 mm-hmm. and i was born in 83 so i'm gonna say i probably had him roundabout release time i've had him since he came out now i'm annoyed because i don't actually own any of mine and when i've looked at them now the price of them is absolutely ridiculous it's the one thing that i love my mother (laughs) but my uh, my mom emptied my toy cupboard out and in my toy cupboard had all my ghostbusters figures that are now an absolute fucking fortune to buy i am furious yes so i'll bring up my next one Mm-hmm. Now, I couldn't find an exact date for this one came out. It was in between 1983 or 1984. It was, again, yeah. this one was a Mattel. So it, it kind of gives oh. you a hint of what it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I'll get the picture again. It's not Castle Grayskull, but it is Mattel's Snake Mountain playset. I can't believe you had this. So, you know, that podcast I was telling you about with the ones with all the, the great toys? Yes. They got this for Christmas. <laughs> but this one was, like, I preferred it because I had, like, I, I, when I'm looking back now, I must have been spoiled as a kid because I had this and I had Castle Grayskull. I didn't have this, but I did have Castle Grayskull. Again, another thing that I can remember feeling. <laughs> I preferred this over Castle, Castle Grayskull for the same I can understand why. Like, um, like say with the snake mountain, mm-hmm. the whole bit at the top where you pulled off the snake, you could actually talk into, and it kind of made your voice echo. So it kind of oh, is that what that kid's room. doing? Yep. So kind of that doesn't it, that doesn't look very good. No, for the, <laughs> 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 for, the <laughs> for audio. Yes, the kid's doing something very questionable. He's with the snake. The snake. So yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and like I say, the little mouth at the front that used to move up and down, you used to have a little chain where you used to tie up your He-Man figure, so you used to be high, like locked up that way. Oh, Castle Grayskull never did anything like that, mind. Oh, Castle Grayskull just had the drawbridge. That's why yeah. it looked better. Like, like the look of it was great, but there was so much in it. And there was actually a little add-on for this player set. It was called, I've forgotten what it was, but it kind of had like a tree and you used to put like a, a snake hand puppet through the hole and stuff. But yeah, so that was... um. My number two. Wow, I always preferred that clear set over anything else, just because that's I remember impressive. My dad bringing it in one day, and I, me and my cousins would sit down and play with it every Sunday, and um, I would always like because he was always a little bit older than me, so he would always uh-huh. be the bad guys, and he would always be He Man and win and stuff. But uh, oh, that that's fantastic! That so my number two is not a stuffed animal or a figure. Oh my god, that's my number three. Sorry. It's not a stuffed it's not a stuffed animal and it's not a figure. Mm-hmm. It is the 1992 mm-hmm. Talk Boy from Home Alone from Tiger Electronics, which is now owned by Hasbro. I remember um when Home Alone 2 came out, like I think the toy actually came out before the film release. Because they thought oh, they were I, sell- I, I might be wrong about that because I remember Seen it advertised as like a Home Alone toy. Now I think that's good. That's not in Home Alone, but it was in Home Alone too. Yeah, I, I did. I think this is the. I think this is the Christmas I realised how spoiled I actually am, <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> I got a talk boy from Home Alone, and my God, did I record everything? 
I think I think people are annoyed with us. Um, I do you know what one one memory I do have is um recording all of the um Muppets Christmas Carol songs, mm-hmm. just the songs, just the songs, <laughs> just the songs, and replaying it over so and over. All the all the songs. I was pretty much but yeah i just i think that was the i, I think that was the christmas i realized how spoiled i actually am uh, i owned a talk boy um it was a great gift it didn't do what the film said where you put your finger on it and slowed it down it had a yeah. button for it i never I never, used, actually, I never owned that that was the one thing i, I didn't i didn't have the talk boy. I, I don't think i I love the well, whole thing, but it's not something that I wanted. Um, I don't know if I wanted it. I, I probably did. But, <laughs> I must, but if I hadn't seen the film, would I have known about it? To actually ask for it? I don't know. Because I can say it was a Christmas film, so it would have been around the time it came out. And I got it for Christmas. But to be fair, when you look at the Home Alone films, there wasn't really much things that could advertise or sell back on the back of it. It's like, it's like Unless trapping your but, parents and stuff like that, I'm yeah, and, homicide and, and stuff, going out to murder your neighbours and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but that was my number three. Oh. So my number three, three again, mm-hmm. I do, I've looked back and every single one of mine is from the eighties. Is again nineteen eighty four. It's Kenner. So again, I think like I say, most of our toys and stuff were either Mattel or Kenner. Mattel or Kenner. <laughs> yep. This one, going back to as well, Ghostbusters again, um, I'm going to get the image of it, is the actual Ghostbusters Firehouse headquarters. Now, I got this as a Christmas present and I played with it until I destroyed it, basically. I'm foreman. I didn't have this either. Oh, uh, do you know what? It makes me question my Ghostbusters collection as a child now because i did not have this i definitely did not have this and i definitely did not have ecto one well the whole premise of this place i know it looks quite simple but the whole elements of it was brilliant like the pole you used to put your fingers on it and you used to spin around and go all the way down the pole it used to be like a little stand you used to get the little trap the little container where you i remember the ooze yeah i, I see I, again this is where my memory's failing is because I remember where Egon standing at the front, and so what we're looking at right now is the box of it, and obviously yeah. the. But if you can see Egon standing at the front with that red, mm-hmm. um, bit of plastic, mm-hmm. I remember that. I do remember it, and I remember the ooze. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not. That was a, the I'm best not... part. Like the only problem is once you use the ooze once, it was not. You couldn't use it again because you used to collect every little bit of dust and and become like quite hard and still. I'm the first time you poured it through the top and it went uh-huh. all the way down over there. It was do remember absolutely it I do remember it. And, uh, and if I ask my sister, she might remember it too. Um, but oh, I didn't. So I can go. I didn't have. If I didn't have that, I did have a Wendy house that was a Ghostbusters Wendy house. <laughs> so you just drew the sign on the front of something. <laughs> no, no, I literally, it was literally. Uh, it was. Uh, it was the. It was a Wendy house. Mm-hmm. So a plastic sheeting over a bit of um, poles, but yeah. it was the it was the firehouse mm-hmm. with ghosts all around. My sister can remember it because it's one of my, my if I ask my sister about Ghostbusters, my Ghostbusters collection, that's one of the what things she can remember is this Wendy house. So maybe my parents just thought, listen, she's got a Wendy house. <laughs> you don't need the firehouse. No, you don't need the firehouse. <laughs> the only thing that I remember as well. Um, I shouldn't really say this because it was awful. Me and my brother had an argument once and 
because he wanted to play with it and I was playing with it. I pulled the pole off uh, where where the they used to come down yeah. and I started beating them with the pole. <laughs> you, you whipped your brother with, with the pole. With the fire pole, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah. You're but, a bad you're a bad brother. <laughs> no comment. But yes. But I used to uh, like I say I used to love it, but because like, he used to get the figures, like as you said, from Joseph's in the town. Yeah. Oh, um, and the old Wol- Wolves used to be a little bit cheaper in Wolves, I remember. Uh, but you, you still only get certain ones. Just, I just remember pick a mix from Woolworths, and I'm not really, I'm not, I don't particularly like jellies to start with, but I just remember what it, what it looked like, and I think I got me Star Wars, um, I don't have them in here, me Star Wars, do you remember when the, the Star Wars original trilogy came out on DVD and they had a gold and a silver? Yes. I got the silver one. That wasn't Why? DVD, that was VHS. No, it was, D- I definitely have it, I do have the silver version on VHS. Yeah. But I also have the silver version of on DVD as well. Yeah. I remember the silver. I've still got this because I've got the gold box on VHS. Still probably is in the shed at the moment, I think, uh, or under the bed. But because I've kept a few VHS, I've got that and I've got the Indiana Jones story, a few Disney ones that my mum and dad's. But um, yeah, I remember Wolves for, for video going with the cheap VHSs all the time. <laughs> Woolies. <laughs> What's next? What we're on for? Yep. I'm not gonna go with. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. We'll keep with the um, the Ghostbusters theme because <laughs> again, I'm a kind of figure kind of person. I'm gonna go with my and again, it's another one I can remember the feel of it. <laughs> Kenner's real Ghostbusters Slimer. Is this the came... actual little toy with the couple this of little is... pizza slices and stuff? That's it. It was a pizza. Yeah. With a bite out of it. Yes. And it was made of rubber. And it was. Yeah, his arms just like like this. He used to move it like slightly like that. Uh huh. <laughs> and he he kind like had a he looked like a poo essentially. Like that's what he looked like with arms. I, like see when you look at the molds back then, because I can actually picture it. They weren't that bad. I know some of the toys. Like when you look back on like the old Star Wars ones, the actual mm-hmm. ones were absolutely awful. Like they were all the same. If you look yeah. at the, the the molds of them, the like from Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess. They're all the same shape. They've just modified it ever so slightly. Yeah, but they don't look much different. Same with the turtles and stuff like that. Like Shredder was a weird shape because they couldn't have him too because too tall, so they had him having crouches. But this, I remember the Slimer, the Slimer one being pretty pretty accurate to the cartoon. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a toss up between Slimer and Stay Puft. Yeah, the Stay Puft was squishy. It wasn't like it was. It was a like a soft plastic, so you could like a like a chew toy. That's yeah. what it felt like. Again, feel like must stop this. <laughs> I must sound so strange, but he he did feel like a dog's chew toy. Um, you know, if anyone listens to the podcast at different points, they're going to think about you feeling stuff. <laughs> I think it's a different type of podcast that we're talking about. I know. About. <laughs> I'm I'm not this weird, I promise. Um, but what I about do... the puff one though? I, that that's I had it, but this is probably me as a kid. I probably had a bit of OCD. Just because it wasn't realistic size, I couldn't play with it with the toys. So if what you, you mean, you, oh, because he was, if he it was realistic, his... it should have been like life size. And yeah, and he kind of matched up. Yeah, figures. I... I get what you mean. That is a bit OCD, but because I would never have thought of that. But I did have, so I'm a massive shopper. I, I do shop a lot at Zavi. Mm-hmm. Um, and my t-shirt I have on, my Star Wars t-shirt, my vintage one I have on right now is a Zavi t-shirt. And in my wish list 
Oh, it was to con it was to, to a con a well done, Sam, for getting through the month. I had in my wish list all the Kenner toys apart from and apart from Egon. So they had they've re-released all the um real Ghostbusters Kenner toys, and it was all the Ghostbusters original figures. Um, looks like original packaging. Obviously, it's redone and Slimer and Staple. And I had them all on my wish list. And when it came down to you, well done, getting through the month. So here's your purchase. Um, I didn't do it because they didn't have Egon. So yeah. I bought a lot of t-shirts. Yeah, just trying to think back, because I, I might be wrong, but when the Ghostbusters film came out, did they actually release action figures based on the film? Yeah, or was it just they based did. Based on the real Ghostbusters? They did. Was it Sideshow Collectibles? Had um, There was a few that came out. Well, the last Wasn't at the time years. when we were kids, because I can't remember no, them being no. I know there was recent ones, like the Crystal one. No, yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely recent ones of the original 84, 84, 84 Ghostbusters, was it 84? Oh, makes us feel old, but let, let's not say it is. <laughs> the, the first Ghostbusters, they had, yeah. like, I'm sure Sideshow Collectibles did one. Um, they've had quite a few out, but no, we didn't have the actual movie it was all just the real ghostbusters that's what I remember when he and the masters of the universe came out they had the masters of the universe figures yeah. based on the film i remember that but i don't think there was actually because the only figures i can remember was the real ghostbusters cartoon yeah i think that's the only thing i was a he-man i was a he-man fan um he-man and she-ra fan and i did not like the masters of the universe figures so yeah. they they were a no go, no go. <laughs> so yeah, that's mine. It was slight. It was a toss up between Slimer and because I, it would have been easy for us to say well, Pete Bankman was, mm -hmm. and he wasn't my favourite figure. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next one, Nan? Yes. So this one's probably my latest one, nineteen eighty eight. This one's not by Kenneth, not by Marvel, but was by Playmates, which sounds a bit rude than it is now. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles blimp. Oh my God, I think to me and my husband, would, me and my husband, me and Anth were talking about this the other day. And yeah, no, that's not what I was picturing. That was not what I, no, I wasn't picturing that. I was picturing more hard plastic. That doesn't look hard plastic. No, no, it was so blown up. You actually, had a, it was like a balloon. So, but talking about it, it was a decent size, so uh -huh. it wasn't like say, because the turtle figures weren't small in the thing, and the turtle figure used to sit in the little because it used to be like yeah, um, this is like a base with bombs sitting on it. Like you can see in the picture, where I was just trying to describe like little pink, little orange bombs yeah. that used to drop off, and you can drop off people. But the blimp was ooh, was a good thirty centimeters. And like, that's a proper oh. balloon. Yeah, you can yep. see it. You it, can see it, like, the wrinkles on the top. Um, and then, like I say, you stuck the little plastic things at the end, and you used to uh, use the back of it of the of the kind of the cart to yeah. move it around. Um, I remember me auntie buying us at one year. I think it wasn't that expensive at the time because, like I say, it's just a giant balloon with a bit of plastic on. But looking at that now to try and buy it, the cheapest I've saw it with with everything intact is about two hundred quid, which is <laughs> unbelievable. But it looked amazing. I remember. Uh, because like, I know a lot of schools and stuff at the end of when, when I was a kid um, used to bring you at the end of the term. Bring your, bring your bring toy to school. Bring your toy to school day. And I brought that in and everyone was just amazed by it. Everyone wanted to play with it. Everyone wanted to like, think, but um, with it being a balloon, they used to like, say, 
used to have to try and repair a lot of punctures every so often, but uh, it didn't last that long, shall we say. Um, there wasn't really one for durability. No, I am not one of those kids who like to take their toys into school. <laughs> I, am, I am someone who is deathly scared of losing things <laughs> and how it would make me feel if I lost it. So I was not one of these. I would take um, probably like a, a very small figure, something that I wasn't so bothered about, but I am not one of these. I cannot lose things. I get so upset. I remember in school, there was um, like, a fair, like a fair at school, like a, oh my God, like a summer fair or something. And they had like stalls on and it was within me school and in, me, in the hall at school. And I remember walking past one of the stalls and seeing two of my teddy bears and i went my absolute ends to the point where my dad had to buy them back <laughs> like how dare you sell my i do not like people this is why i'm a slightly bit of a hoarder because yeah. i'm a terrified of throwing stuff out and i'm terrified of losing stuff so i wasn't one of those kids who could take toys in freely and i would certainly not have taken that in <laughs> i was always losing parts and things as well like i know um one of the ones didn't make me list nearly did was the uh, optimus prime the one that um used to come with the trailer but the, the one that you could not put back together if you tried it could um, was always <laughs> the trailer was the trailer was the hard thing but the prime yeah so the thing i used to always lose was prime's hands because there used to there used to be nowhere for him to go so he used to pull <laughs> off and you used to have to try and keep them somewhere uh, but yeah, I used to always lose the little hands on Prime, so um, I was forever rebuying Optimus Prime because I had to have them complete. I think Ant's, um, one thing I always talk about when I go to Ant's mum's house, I'm like, we have to get in the loft because Ant's mum is, is not my mum. And <laughs> she kept all of Ant's toys, Andy's sisters, mm -hmm. and I need to get in that loft. I need to know what's in there because I know Ant and what he liked as a kid, mm -hmm. and he's going to have some... He's, not to, I would never sell them. I would. Just, <laughs> I just want them. Yeah, your mum keeps telling us that she's that she knows where the Millennium Falcon is <gasps> from the original, but that's got no parts. Like everything's, it's basically just a shell. But oh, she keeps saying uh, that she knows where it is, and whenever I go over, she'll go. Oh, we'll find it next time. Oh well, me auntie. See, see, with when it came to like some of my toys, I shared them with me, with my cousin, and I say my toys. They were probably more his than they were mine, but because. <laughs> he lived a door away from me grandparents are kind of they were mine basically even though they weren't they were his but we sh we had to share and um he had all of he had like the million falcon he had all star wars figures um oh god he-man transformers the lot of it and my auntie put them all in a bag and give them to my cousin and then the other auntie ended up throwing them out <laughs> a foreman devastated Right, so what are the last one now? Last one. Okay, a little bit different. Um, well, no, it's not really. It's it's by Mattel. It's the 80s. It's She-Ra. It's, <laughs> it's Swiftwind. Right, so is it She-Ra with Swiftwind? Or nope, it's Swift? just Swiftwind. It's that, that horse who, when I was looking through pictures earlier today, and I, I, I saw a multitude of swift winds from the 80s that looked ever so slightly the same but different so mm -hmm. there was one black and white one i swear i had that one but the <laughs> one i do really do remember is the pink original swift wind from the 80s yeah. but in by the time it came to 
um god when i'd had it for a bit i'd lost all of the accessories i don't think it had wings it definitely didn't have its armor i probably didn't even have its hair if i'm being honest but i do it just remember looked, looked like a bit like a my little pony type <laughs> it didn't even look like that made i was that it uh i've it because it came everywhere with us i just remember yeah. swift wind coming everywhere because i did mm-hmm. have a fascination with horses for a period of time oh. then that changed to dinosaurs and <laughs> but no swift wind i just i couldn't think when it came down to she figures i could have named a multitude and i'll um but swift wind because it was the biggest and i did have battle cat again yeah. i can remember the felt of how battle cat used to fit wasn't didn't battle no battle cat didn't have the felt there was always um uh, uh skeletor's panther that had oh that's right the purple yeah. one yeah the purple one was that's the what i'm thinking of yes <laughs> see you knew oh the ties have them all um but yes, yes. swift so. wind see when it comes to toys you have like these great stories my memory is so bad <laughs> that i can't remember i just remember well I, or do i remember having them because you've brought stuff up that i think that i might have had <laughs> it's, all, it's all part of the matrix don't worry no um, oh. say, that's all i am nostalgia that's basically like say i think that's big, a big part of my personality is just like i'm I, I'm still in the 80s. I've never left. Still stuck in the 80s. See, I think well, that's I think that's why we work well because I want to be in the 80s. Let me back in. I want to remember. So, (laughs) right. What's your last one then? Okay. So again, um, a little bit earlier. I think this is the earliest one. 1983 was a Kenner. It was the original Jabba the Hutt playset. So, let's get the image up. Let's get some visuals. Yes. Um, I'll describe it as well because. This had a lot of moving parts to it, and that's why one of the parts I loved about it. It wasn't just a standard uh, like figure and like say thing. So, oh, Jabber I've never itself, seen that. Yeah, Jabber itself. Um, uh-huh. If you wiggled its t- uh, top of his half, his tail used to wiggle. So it used to like like shimmy a little bit, which was always <laughs> fun. Um, the little smoke pipe, um, like say where like say come in the pot, that used to fit in his little hole in his mouth. Uh-huh. So I used to like say interact there. I was forever losing the little plastic thing. Um, I forgot what it's called. Of Return of the Jedi, these little Slash- thing. Slashius, uh, um Oh my god! Oh, what's he called? It's sli- something crumb. But he always used to make like stupid noises. But he never used to move. He used to just be little little plastic, and he used to sit on the edge. But forever. It's Salacious. It's Salacious crumb. I knew right. it was. Um, at the front of it, there used to be a little bit of rope with a little chain that you could tie around Princess Leia's neck. Or is that, uh, is that for your slaves? Your little slave you could tie up, yeah. And if you moved Jabba the Hutt off the actual set, uh-huh. just one of the buttons at the front, and the doors opened, and, they, and you could drop your figures inside, so it's almost like you're dropping them down the sarlacc. Wow, I do not, I cannot picture that at all. That looked fantastic. I think it wasn't actually my toy. I think it was one of my cousins, uh, who was a lot older than me, um, who, like I say, gave us a few of his Star Wars figures. But I remember that one just because, like I say, it was so much fun to play with because, like I say, a giant slug. It was quite realistic because, as you said, most of the Star Wars figures, being honest, other than the speed bikes, looked a bit shit. Pretty, um, pretty boring, <laughs> weren't they? They were. But, like the interactive elements, it was it was always quite fun with that one. But no, I um, that that was always one of my fun ones as well. 
No, that's um, that looked absolutely fun. I just cannot. I've, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, but Salacious Crumb, and I only know that because he's a. I was watching a, a video on YouTube the other day, and it was someone had bought one big giant one from um, Batu. It's Star Wars Land. Jealous, jealous that you're there. <laughs> um, but the if I can just go before we we finish up the star as much as the Star Wars figures were naff back then, the black they've definitely made up for it with the Black series. Mm -hmm. And it is something that I'm gonna. It's one of the things I said that I would do this year after I'd getting myself paid off the looks of my debts, which are all going to be done shortly. I said I'm gonna start me. I'm gonna start the Black Series collection. It's just where to jump in. Where do you start? Because when I've looked at the Star Wars and they do look good, but mm -hmm. there's so much in it. I say it's such an expensive one because it's not just like Star Wars. There's uh, like I said, there's Rogue One, then there's the prequel toys, and there's. Uh, originals and the new ones yeah and like, it's not just the normal start? characters it's all the little side characters now the mandalorian's been brought in it's yeah but if you when from so this is what i've learned or and if i'm wrong please tell us i'm wrong but it looks like they have like a couple from the mandalorian and then they'll sneak us so the hasbro event that just happened recently and they did the the new line of black series and the announcement was mandalorian figures and then it was like Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Lando. Mm. And they just randomly put a Lando in there. And I don't know if that's the same for all of the series mm. and for all of like the the ones that they've brought out because they bring them out in groups, don't they? Yeah. I think, like I say, with, because I've got a few Star Wars figures, Nick's kind of killers, but I'm just going to go for the cool looking ones. Like I'll want a Boba Fett, I'll want a Mando, I'll want, um, like I say, uh, even though the film was shit, uh, Darth Maul. Um, just because I think them were the ones that look will look quite good. Cool. Let's yeah, let's let's just backtrack. Phantom Menace is shit, but it does have some good parts in it. And that Darth Maul fight at the end. Mini Chlorians don't mini Chlorians, I can't get past oh, this. Sorry, see, the, see, this is where <laughs> you and Anth agree, because but there is that it just came out last year and I'm desperately wanting them and I just refuse to pay the money at the moment. There is a Jar Jar Binks from Black Series and he oh, looks oh. he looks <laughs> Mint. No. You can you can jog on all you like because he looks mint. He's got a shield and everything, and I want him. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting a Jar Jar. And you know what? I'm, I'm gonna stick him now. This is you this is my judgy face. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that shelf out that you can see right here, and I'm gonna put him in the middle of it. <laughs> Make a Jar Jar shrine. <laughs> and, and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> so that is the top five toys. That was. Fun. that was different yes. um i thought it was going to be I, I i generally did think it was going to be hard for you because uh -huh. you are king of nostalgia yes. so uh, i but for me it was probably harder for me just because <laughs> of how bad my memory is and i had to like i have to remember that my sister may be listening to this and she'll be like you didn't have that <laughs> you're just making that up <laughs> no like see i know we've done top five films last year last week but like say one mm. of my favorite films like say is high fidelity and that is all about top five uh favorite things anyway so um it goes off think, quite easy yeah. <laughs> well, i think that that's the, that's the theme of the program isn't it it's just top it's our top fives um of whatever i don't even know what to call it because it's just top fives it sounds dull as anything but that's what it is um so that's I'm it so partly <laughs> eh? we'll try and make it sparkly and good 
<laughs> so next week's not going to be a top five of it's just going to be our discussion on and our review of falcon and winter soldier mm -hmm. and the likes and don't likes and where it's left us because at the moment we we don't know so but that's going to save for next week so this is where it gets interesting we are now on itunes spotify and youtube Yay. So for YouTube, yay, for YouTube, please remember, like, share, subscribe. Comments, great. If not, get yourself on the Facebook group. Yep. Nerdy Up North community. Yep. Yep. Yeah, get yourself on it. It is absolutely brilliant. Makes me chuckle on a daily basis when I'm at work. And um, especially with some of the <laughs> some of their posts on there and the memes on there. We welcome memes. I know a lot of groups don't welcome memes, but we welcome memes. It's um, only crack I've got at the moment, sorry. What? <laughs> it's only crack I've got at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spotify, I don't know what you do with Spotify, to be honest, if you subscribe to it. You iTunes. follow on Spotify, so yeah, so you can press follow, and it yeah. keeps you up to date. Um, try and get us next to Shag Maru and Noid, that'll be amazing. I know it's not going to happen, but that'll be fun. It would never <laughs> happen. I'm literally catching up with um, Smar at the moment. Um, but no, and on iTunes, if you can, would be really appreciative of it a five star if you could do a five star and write a little review and that would be great I, I think the algorithm of itunes is if you you know the more reviews the more likely you are to be heard by other people i think i think that's how it works very new to this i'm, this whole say, I'm not an apple fan even though i've got a mac and um, like i say so i'm more mm. spotify using for stuff like that but i've learned every day and hopefully in the near future we might even have our own intro so we're going to look that's going to be the next thing we are looking at and again for yeah. everyone who has watched over the last like watched the last episode and give us feedback <coughs> thank you it's like i say it's been amazing um like i say a lot of positivity and um, we will try and work on a few things uh, we're still trying yeah. to the time down so yeah exactly right. it's a learning curve it, no it, it's a learn it's a learning curve and i think like i was saying to you earlier it's it's fine to go over a little bit on a on like the, the fact that now we're on itunes and spotify but youtube if each video is not under 10 minutes some people aren't interested but i i don't know whatever don't care do care actually really do care you've got no idea how you've got no idea how happy i was when i found out that we we're on itunes I, I think because that's my main platform for podcasts so i was like i was buzzing i was like i'm i'm on my phone <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well thank you very much everyone and um, next week what well, falcon and winter soldier and get yourself on facebook love to see you all well same bad time same bad channel see you soon anyway thank bye. you Sam. Bye. Bye, Paul. Bye.